Jeez, Dad, not the car again. Oh, happens all the time with old Betsy. Have you checked out Carvana yet? They have thousands of cars for under $20,000. But do those thousands of cars have personality like old Betsy? Betsy's held together by tape. And there are raccoons living in the engine. It's a family car. Uh, there are flames on the hood? Ah, custom paint job. No, Dad, the car's on fire. How many cars did you say Carvana had? Visit Carvana.com to shop thousands of cars for under $20,000. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. Welcome back. This is part two of our season review for the year 2020 2021. Uh, there Arsenal we go. Season. Got it right. Um, yeah. Bradley and I will be finishing off our ratings of the players. We'll be doing our peaks and troughs of the season. And I hear a, a very special guest is coming to present the awards uh, for the different knock awards, the inaugural, um, prestigious different knock awards. Uh, which we'll be giving out uh, five awards at the end of the episode. So do enjoy. Anything to say, Brad? Okay, that's it. All right, cool. Thanks for listening. Have a good enjoy. Have a good enjoy time. yourselves. And remember to subscribe at patreon.com slash different oh knock. My God. <laughs> when Arsenal knocks on the door of players, it's a different knock than other clubs. Maybe we'll have a good surprise for you. That's the Number 18, Thomas Partey. Thomas Partey has had a tough season, a lot of injuries. Uh, again, another player I struggle to give more than six to because I know his levels and I just don't think he's hit that for us yet. Um, I'm excited to see him next season though because I think an injury-free season with a bit more quality around him and he definitely could explode. Yeah, I think I think it's, I agree. I think a six and a half for me for party because I think he has actually bossed certain games um you know you think back to that United uh, Old Trafford there's been some games recently I think you know against maybe lesser opposition like New, you know Newcastle but still he has absolutely carried and, and controlled the game and I think when he's fully fit when he gets into a run of things when he has a partner next to him I think you know we see the difference when we have a proper structure around him with, you know, with with Jacker next to him, with a proper fullback, with Tierney around. I think he the 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 pressure comes off. I think against Villarreal, he was he was isolated, especially in that first leg. Um, and when you isolate Party, you can overrun him, and that happened. But I think I think we'll see a lot more of him next season in a more positive light, and we'll see his influence. There has been poor games, a hundred percent. It's been sloppy games. I think he's got more sloppies. He's gone along actually, but I think we will hopefully with a rested Thomas Party, we'll see the best of him next season. And I think he, at times this season, you know, some people are going, it's a disaster of a signing. It's not. He, you can see the talent. And you can see the ability. Um, you can see the 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 maturity of the player. Uh, and um, I think we've got a real gem on our hands. We just need to be a bit patient. And you know, it's a difficult first season, and that happens. On to the El Nenaissance, my friend. I mean, it's an immediate 10 out of 10. Just, just, just to clarify. It's obviously a 10 out of 10 because it's Mohamed El Nene is our favourite player. Um, yeah, fine. Six. Like, he's okay. He, You know, he comes yeah, on. Yeah, I think he's another one that, like, has just... Again, he's not good enough to be starting. But, you know, I think about that... 
United game, winning at Old Trafford, and would that have been possible without El Nenny's endless energy and pressing in something like the 87th minute? No. So I think he's performed better than a fair few of our players this season with limited capabilities which I think says a lot about his mentality. He's consistent. That's what he is. He's a, he's a really consistent performer. He's He cares about the club, cares about football. He scored a couple of screamers. And, you know, I think what more can you ask of a squad player to come on, not make too many mistakes, come in, be consistent, deliver six, seven out of ten performances, be fine. And he's happy. He seems happy to, for, with his role. So like, I, I I see no reason to, to move him on, especially as someone who's a kind of... You know, he's still got. I think he's what is he twenty seven, twenty eight. He's still got a couple of years in him, and um, I think for the for the money we would get for him, I don't see why we'd have to spend more to replace. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really see that. I think as long as you know someone like an Aziz or a Charlie Charlie Patino from the from the academy gets some minutes next season, and we don't just see Elneny, I think as long as we use him correctly. But I think uh, uh, to be honest, mate, I think Elneny is just happy to be there. <laughs> Like, I really do think so. I think he went out to Besiktas and probably thought, "Oh God, I miss the the cozy comforts of uh, of London and Arsenal." Um, and being paid, like they still being, owe him money, and being paid, sure. like, and you know, sitting on the bench. And I imagine it's probably a pretty good deal for him because you know he he's got a couple of FA Cups and he thinks great. Like, yeah, I I, I feel a very warm. <laughs> this is going wrong. I feel a a real affinity to a warmth towards Elneny. There is um, towards Elneny. He's just a nice guy, isn't he? Because he's just a nice guy. Um, and yeah, there's nothing more to say about him, really. Good man. Six out of ten. We love you. Agreed. Number thirty-two, Emil Smith Rowie. Smith Rowie. Oh, um, I gave him seven and a half. Uh, I think. A testament to how good he's been since coming in against Chelsea is that he's clocked up nearly 2,200 minutes for us since that game. And that's a lot to clock up in five months, you know. And whilst, okay, his output, goals and assist-wise, isn't great. And that, you know, that's what the modern football fan tends to look at. He has been one of the big, big, big reasons that we have turned from being the 15th best team in the league to since his introduction in that Chelsea game and moving to a new formation, the second best team in the league, statistically. He, for me, has been unbelievably good this season, since he's come in, you know. Um, And whilst I think that there is definitely levels above what he could achieve, and I obviously, I know that there's been players that have probably played better. I just think for a 20-year-old kid to come in and boss Chelsea in his first game and to come in and to, you know, at points single-handedly just drag us through, I think he's been sensational. Yeah, I think I completely agree. I, you know, you look back to, I think that he, I think he might have got his debut under Emery or potentially end of Wenger era, um, goes out on loan to Huddersfield, comes back at a maturer player, a more physical player, more dominant player. And ultimately, you want people, as I said about Chambers earlier on, you want people who come in and seize their chance and don't let the, don't let the moment go past them. And Smith Rowe came in, he moves, he's quick, he's uh, technically proficient, he's swift on and off the ball, he has a really good positional awareness, he's very direct, which I really like, he's always positive. I think he's adding goals to his game. 
um, at the moment, which is a really, really positive thing. I, I can't speak highly, more highly of him. No one's going to get a 10 because um, this season's been the season, but I hope he gets the number 10 shirt or a number eight because, you know, I think he he deserves a, a prominent position within the team. Um, he's been excellent. He's been really, really excellent. And I think one thing I will... Not only is he an academy player who we can be, all be very proud of and very, you know, feel an affinity towards, he he cares. I think, you know, you look back at those games, you can see the attitude on the pitch. He's one of those, one of those like Tierney, like um, even someone like Erdogan, actually, who re- you can tell just wants to win. He wants to win. He only cares about football. You watch him in interviews, he's just like... He's like a little football machine, and you can—he's like well, you know, you know those kids at school who like all they cared about was football. He just gives me that vibe. He just wants to win and wants to play football, and that's great, and that's what we need. And and you know, to have someone who's obsessed by the game, obsessed with getting better, obsessed with you know, and a humble, um, conscientious listener, someone who's gonna got a huge ceiling. I think we've got a real player on our hands, and I think we should reward him. New contract, give him a decent shirt number, and let's let's go. Let's get get him on next season. Let's see where he goes. I think, you know, next season, I think England call-ups, um, he's got to be targeting. I think he's got to be targeting staying in the team the whole season. We've got to be careful with his fitness. But yeah, this season's been, a, you know, now that's what I call a breakthrough. Do you know what I mean? Like it's been it's been fantastic. What, what What's your rating for him, mate? Eight. Did I not say that? Went on my little Smith Road diatribe. And... Okay, now on to number 34, Granite. Xhaka. He gets Xhaka out of 10. Um, actually, probably his best season for Arsenal. I think this mm. season, m- more people have seen his worth. Um, he is a stalwart, stalwart, stalwart of our yeah. midfield. And I use that word. He's stoic and he is solid. <laughs> and that's what he is. He's like a rock. And rocks are reliable. Rocks are important. They they provide a good function on beaches, you know, stop the offshore drift or whatever it is. I don't know. I've, I've a long time since my geography days of A-level. Um, but I think we, yeah, listen, he lacks mobility. We know that. He lacks, he basically stands on his right foot. He has his Xhaka moments. Um, has a clangor in him. Yep, has definitely got a clangor in him. I think we should move him on. But let's not forget the importance of this man, someone who is a leader, someone who keeps the ball circulating, basically with that left foot, opens up that that left-hand side. I think we're much more dangerous down the left-hand side when Jack is there. When we had Jacka, Tierney and Saka down that left-hand side, I think early on in the season, it was really, you know, it was fantastic. Um, I think dropping in is that auxiliary third centre-back. He's useful. He uh, he has a really, really good mentality. Um but he's Granite Xhaka, so <laughs> he is what he is. Uh, I'm going to give him a s- five and three quarters. No, I'll give him a six. I'll give him a six. Um, I agree with you, mate. I think that it, while it's been Arsenal's kind of worst season in recent memory, it's been his best. But I think that that also comes from the levels around him have dropped quite a lot. So whereas when he had other players around him performing a lot better, uh, he looked a lot worse. And uh, with the clangers that we've seen from him this season, like 
assisting Chris Wood against Burnley, and just there's there's getting. I think it was. Did he get sent off against Burnley as well for the um, hand in the face or oh, whatever probably, it was? Yeah. yeah, I think he did. I I the, I think the thing is is whilst other players have they all they all blur into one is sending off. <laughs> yeah, mate. But I, 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 he's cost us kind of six to eight points this season, which would have got us Champions League football. So I do struggle to give him over a six. And whilst this has been his best season, he's still costing us, which is an issue. Um, but I, I agree with everything you've said. There is no surprise that when we have that left foot in the pitch, we can link play. But I think that's just because he is the only player in our team that can link and stitch defence to attack. Um and yeah, should be moved on and replaced, but a decent season from him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, moving on to the forwards. Number nine, Alexander Lacazette. Alexander Lacazette. Um, I think he's a 6.5. Has had his moments this season, but has also, you know, some of his Premier League goals, like I remember the one against Liverpool, have just come from absolute luck and scuffed shots. Um, you know, doesn't seem to have any knees, can't particularly run or hold up well, but seems to kind of function in some kind of way when we stick him at that centre forward role. He's top been scorer. okay. He's top scorer, been, mate. You know, he's top scorer, been one of our, you know, uh, been one of our most dependable players. But again, it's it's just his level. And I think that he is somebody that, again, at points has cost us and I mean 13 goals and two assists in the league isn't isn't horrendous but for somebody that's played you know nearly 2,000 minutes and has over 30 appearances he just hasn't done enough to kind of earn more than players like Erdegaard or Chambers or you know I wouldn't want to put him on the level of a, of a Smith Rowe so I think a six and a half is fine for me um, yeah cool. and I think he's going so it will be a an interesting an interesting kind of move and chess game with move. who comes in and replaces what yes yeah no 100% I, I, I think Lacazette is is someone who uh, if you're a stuck clock, you're going to be right twice a day. Um, and I think, you know, he he stands in the right positions and gets some goals for us because he's a, he's a decent finisher. But what he offers us all round just isn't what we need. Decent link-up player. Um, you know, we, we look at that kind of wall pass that um, Smith-Rowe played off him to uh, square to Saka for the West Brom goal. And we think, okay, well, that is that, you know, like Lacazette's role, is it, you know, is he a... Nine and a half is he? A, is he a, more of a ten, more of a centre forward? I just think he's not got the physical ca- attributes to play in the Premier League. Um, I, I, th- I think the, the the thing that sums him up is you know you you watch him running forward in that game. Was it who was it against? Um, uh, when he had the oh. clean, when he was clean through. Ben, was it Benfica? Oh yeah, or maybe it was Pro Slavia Pro. I don't, I can't remember. It's one of the Europa League games, clean through and just you know. He's just not clinical. And the camera's quicker than him. And the camera's quicker than him. Yeah. You know, the camera overtook him because it expects him to be quicker. Yeah. He's, he's got a parachute on his back. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's, what would you give him, mate? He's limited. And it's the same, you know, as much as we can talk about his you know qualities and yes he's a decent finisher and stuff he just doesn't offer us enough all round um and it's a shame because i think in the right team i think Lacazette could be perfect i think you know if he just stands in the box you know he's he'll get enough chances he'll probably score quite a few goals but a team that wants to play wants to move wants to wants to link up wants to penetrate and wants to get behind teams I just don't see Lacazette with a role for us anymore. Um, and it's a shame. I think he's been a good servant for us. But yeah, I think this season has been, he's been obviously, you know, top scorer. He's had his moments, uh, but he's just not all we need. And I think, you know, sort of sharing that number nine role with Aubameyang is kind of two, two square halves trying to fit in a round hole, which just, yeah, we we, we don't need. Uh... <laughs> What'd you give him? I'm going to give him a five. I'm going to give him a five, Bradley. Oh my God. That's a point and a half lower than I gave him. Jesus. Yeah. I'm yeah. Bit harsh because he was our top scorer, but he just, yeah, he frustrates me. Um, we're moving on Bradley to number 12 and will I am. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. (laughs) You're not rating him. (laughs) Uh, zero out of ten. <laughs> Genuinely, zero out of ten. Cost us more than he's ever offered us this season. All of his assists are just stat paddy nonsense where he's laid the ball off to someone and then they've had to run 25 yards and smash it top bins. Zero out of ten has, you know, possibly ruined the progression of somebody like a Reese Nelson when you look at Pepe's strong finish to the end of the season, kept him out of the team for such a long time and is one of the main reasons that still, you know, makes me worry about this current regime that it took them so long to drop him. So zero out of 10, a horrendous player and apparently might be going back to Chelsea, which is funny. So no chance, no chance is Tuchel taking him. Uh, Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, (laughs) I think... I'm going to give him half a point because he scored that free kick. (laughs) That's where we are. That's where we are. Uh, Final five, Brad. Starting with... Final five. Go on. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. 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 Um, Aubameyang. I just I just feel it's time to go he it, he has to go blood. He's got to go blood. I think this season we've seen an Aubameyang who is unfortunately on a decline uh in a system that doesn't quite suit him and his qualities. Uh I think we probably need a strike partner and someone who can do the technical stuff for him and and lay it on a plate for him. We, he's not going to get that in our team. Um, I think he upsets the flow of the team. He's not technically good enough. And when he's not scoring goals and he's not in the mood, which he hasn't been this season, I think the reason I, I, I feel less and less kind of sympathy for him is he doesn't, he's not in the mood. It doesn't feel like he cares, like not, you know, oh, he doesn't care, but he, I don't know. It just, it feels like he's not that bothered. Um, And 
I think the kind of languid nature of some of his performances has been indicative of his decline, really. So I, I, I'm going to give him a three because I think, yes, he pops up with some goals. Um, and I know I'm being a bit harsh here, probably, but I just, I really think it's been such a poor season from him. And as a captain, you know, you hear about like Jordan Henderson getting together all the Premier League teams. I know everyone's different. Everyone leads differently, but I don't see any leadership from him. Um, I don't see any leading from the front. I don't see a, a guy who motivates. I don't see a guy who motivates himself. He's been in and out of the team. He was late to the North London derby. Like, I just, I feel ambivalent towards him now. And I'm just like, do you know what, mate? Take your lamb, take your gold wrapped Lamborghini and just leave because you've and 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 thank you for what you've done genuinely thank you for what you've done but what we need isn't you and yeah 100 percent. and i think that we we look at his previous experiences at dortmund before we signed him and it's it's it always seems this always seems to happen with him um you know and i think that there is no smoke without fire and at once, maybe you could have doubted the whole kind of, oh, he's a real issue behind the scenes at Dortmund. But you now look at all of the kind of evidence you've got from this season, um, looking like a ball chew and a wasp coming off after dropping two out of 10 stinkers again and again and again, constantly not getting himself up for it, being late for the North London derby, all of these things. And I just go for our highest paid player, for the captain of our football club, the levels that he's shown this season is a disgrace. And uh, I gave him a three out of 10 as well, because I think that, you know, he has scored some goals for us, like the last minute winner versus Benfica, you know, and that was a big, big goal for us. But even then, the fact that he has been missing for probably 80% of this season, whether, you know, obviously he's missed some of it through injury and illness, but even then, a lot of it is just through him and I just don't think he cares enough. And I know that's very Brexit FC, but the best players who win the biggest trophies care. Yeah, 100%. And you see that. And that is why he has never hit those heights and has never gone to a Real Madrid because he's never cared enough to grow enough to be one of the best, best players in the world. Yep. Um, so three out of 10. Yep. 100%. Okay. Next up, is it whose turn is it? I can't remember. Uh, Mine, I think. Go on, introduce him. Uh, We have Nicola Pepe. Uh, For me, mate, I think he's like a seven and a half. Yeah. Has had, and I I think that that's very much recency bias. And I I kind of want to be honest, honest, kind of like honest about that from the start. But our top uh, direct goal contributor with um, 16 goals, five assists, 10 goals in the league uh, in 1600 minutes, um, you know, has had a very, very good end to the season. And one that makes me worry and think, why the fuck weren't we playing this guy in yeah. November the minutes that and October? And why were we, yeah, and all of these things. So um, for me, it's a seven and a half. I think that um, he really has kicked on this season and is somebody that I am excited to see kick on again next season. Definitely. I think he was in a position at the end of last season, a similar one. Um, I think I think crowds will help Pepe. I think he, 
what I've seen is someone who has become a lot more dominant, someone who's, who's become a, more of a, to coin a phrase, a protagonist in the game. Uh, he defends, uh, or his defensive contributions have massively improved. Um, he's got he's he's got an incredible left foot. I mean, it's 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 genuinely potentially one of the best left foots in the league. He's a he's a wonderful football player, truly wonderful. And you know, at twenty five, twenty six, if we can get the best out of him, Nicolas Pepe is going to be, you know, entering his prime. If we can start him, and and as Atleta has been starting to to do that and, and starting to start him, um, I think we're going to see the best of Pepe. And I hope this kind of you know he gave an interview in English the other day. I hope he's feeling more settled. Um, but this season, yeah, I think he you know. The minutes he wasn't getting, he had that moment against Leeds, which was dis- disappointing, which is why I'm going to give him a seven. I think he's not quite, you know, the, the beginning of the season. I think the seven and a half, yeah, as you say, maybe comes up the recent performances. But this last part of the season, he's absolutely exploded. Um, he's been fantastic for us. And I think I'm really excited. And I am and I think it, I think we slightly jumped the gun last, last year, probably fairly at the time, you know, hoping that Pepe would sort of kick on. I think now really is the time. And I really do believe that Pepe will kick on this season um, or next season. Um, Yeah. And I think the biggest thing for me is the, is the, is the mentality shift, which has been talked about, but, but, but seen on the pitch, you know, we're talking about with Aubameyang, someone who the reason he's not got to that top level is because you watch Bruno Fernandes, you watch, um, and I, and I appreciate, you know, Bruno Fernandes hasn't won much, but you watch Mbappe, you watch Haaland, you watch uh, Benzema, you watch Ronaldo. These are guys who clearly live for it. I was talking about with Smith Rowe earlier, live for it. And Aubameyang doesn't. And I think you're starting to see it. And I, I worry that that was Pepe. I think he does just mm-hmm. in a different way. And you're starting to see it now. And you're starting to see a more comfortable version of him. Um, and I think we'll and the thing with see more. Fernandez, you saw it in the Europa League final last night. If anyone watched it, Fernandez was one of the big reasons that um, United had a poor game, and it's because he was constantly dropping back to get on the ball and basically eating up the space that Pogba was in. So Pogba then couldn't really have an effect on the game. But at least, and while okay last night in that game it didn't work out well for them and they ended up having a very poor game and they lost the final you at least have a player that's attempting something yeah and that's important really important so what would you give him yeah i'm going to give him a i'm going to give him a 7 um okay three left we're not going to do the low knees because i haven't watched any hertha berlin games or let's go Madrid games and i'm not going to pretend that i have uh, number 24, Reese Nelson. Uh, NA, haven't seen him this yep, season. NA. I, 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 what are we actually going to... Yeah, completely what NA. What are we going to talk about? I think Paul... I think he's been absolutely shafted by the management yep. by bringing in Willian and letting that 94-year-old eat up all the minutes. And I feel sorry for him. Hopefully he can get some minutes next season and grow. Why he wasn't loaned out in January, I've got no clue because yep. he has not made an appearance since... And I think there is an argument. Embarrassing. Of, there's an argument of like, well, you know, maybe he asked to stay and fight for his place. I've heard that sort of rumor, but that again, again, that's poor management because if, if someone's like, oh, I'm going to stay and fight for my place, if there's no realistic chance of him getting in the team, then you as a manager need to say no, mate. And you're not telling me that yeah. Reese Nelson why, couldn't get some minutes yeah. over Willian. You're just not. You're simply not. So it's poor yeah, management. It's yeah. just stupid. Yep. Yeah. Enketia, mate. Enketia. Uh, 
again, I, like it's like a four out of ten for me, but purely because I just go like he's not really done anything this season. But that's also from like he he only really featured during for me our really bad periods. You know, I give him that four out of ten because he rescued the point against Fulham. But other than that, like. It's not exactly been a season to remember for him. I think we think he's going... Well, it's been rumoured that he's going off to Brighton. Um, maybe as kind of part of the Basuma deal. I, I, I struggle to talk about him because I just don't think that there's enough to talk about. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think... I think... It's a similar situation to Nelson in that it's not a wasted season because he got some minutes and, you know, he played and scored a couple of goals. But I think a season, uh, not at Leeds, but at a club, maybe at the top of the championship, you know, a Brentford or a, a well, they wouldn't have got him for the Ivan Tony, but, you know, like a Bournemouth or somewhere like that where he could have got, let's say, you know, 20 to 25 games under his belt and really, you know, pushed on with this development and and shown what he can do, I think would have been more beneficial. It happens. I think the fact we have Flo Balogun, if Balogun had maybe signed his contract extension last summer, I don't I don't know what would have happened with Nketiah, but yeah, I think he, it's difficult to comment too much on what he's done this season because he's been a bit part player and I hope mm-hmm. whatever happens, uh, just, yeah, his, his future gets resolved. Final one, Brad. Number 35, Gabriel Martinelli. Geez, Dad, not the car again. Oh, happens all the time with old Betsy. Have you checked out Carvana yet? They have thousands of cars for under $20,000. But do those thousands of cars have personality like old Betsy? Betsy's held together by tape. And there are raccoons living in the engine. It's a family car. Uh, there are flames on the hood? Ah, custom paint job. No, Dad, the car's on fire. How many cars did you say Carvana had? Visit Carvana.com to shop thousands of cars for under $20,000. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. For me, this is going to be a bit rogue. I can't really give him anything more than a five and a half, six. But I think that's because we've not really seen any of him. You know, this has been, again, one of the biggest issues. I think I'll probably end up saying more six, six and a half. Because when he has been on the pitch, he's made such a direct impact. I don't know if it was the Benfica game or somewhere where he got subbed on and got a player sent off. And whilst his goals in a again, haven't for a player who who is a goal threat and is meant to be a goal threat. He, he isn't kind of notching enough goals. His finishing will get better. I Again, he is a player that I am frustrated that hasn't been given more opportunities when mm. we've been paying pensioners to drop stinkers again and again and again <laughs> and again and again. You know, so he's one that I feel sorry for. But again, because of the sample size and because of everything around it, I do just struggle to give him anything over a six. Yep. I, I, I think it's been a season of change for Martinelli. I think physically he's matured. Uh, I think he has fought his way into the 11. He's learned his English has, has come on leaps and bounds. Um, I think next season, I'd love to see him. This it sounds sounds silly, silly, but you know, given a lower squad number, integrated into every single match day squad, definitely given you know at least ten to fifteen starts over the season, and just used more, I think is is what he needs. I think this season he's been he's been okay. He's I think Martinelli always makes an impact when he comes on. Um, there's always a, a, an energy change, a change, and a gear shift. I think that in a in a sort of lackluster 
team at times with you know Willian and Ceballos and Aubameyang just looking basically not interested. I think Martelli really provides a, a sharp juxtaposition. But um, yeah, not not his best season. Um, but you know some some important goals at times and some important contributions. And he he always looks interested and dangerous, which is as we said, you know all you can really ask. Um, I hope next season he goes to that next level. Um, I think he will. I think he will. I'm predicting everyone to go to the next level next season, Brad. So we're gonna win. The, we're gonna win the Champions what League. Would you, mate. What, what's your rating, mate? Uh, I keep doing this, don't I? I'm just not telling you what I'm gonna rate him. I'm gonna give him a six and a half because Fair he was enough, injured. Yeah. Okay, so that is every single player. Okay, then Bradley. Oh, the maths what has are... been done. On average, yeah, we immediately that was uh, there was no break just then. Um, what are the average scores for yourself and myself for this season? So my average score uh, for the players is four point nine two, and your average score for the players, Alex, is five point one four. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, we're on to peak and trough of the season. This is the part of the show where we are going to pitch our two peaks, two troughs each, and pick a peak and trough, a diff-knock peak and trough of the season. Uh, Bradley, I pitch to you. My should we, Let's do troughs first, because we want to end on a positive. Uh, my first trough, very simple, Going out to Unai Emery. I think going out to a, a previous manager um, in the manner that we did. <coughs> I'm not sad. I'm just got a sore throat. Um, in the manner we did. Um, in the... With the lack of accountability, with the lack of energy, with the lack of effort in the context, with the squad we have. Uh, that was just a bad, 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 I'm not going to say evening moment. Um, and my second trough is a bit of a niche one, but could I'm feeling positive about this. How we handled that Leicester game at home. All of it was like everything wrong with Arsenal. All of the pre-match was Leicester because they got some injuries are going to sit back and try and hit us on the counter. And Vardy was not fit, and everyone was going out to tell what's going to happen. Vardy's going to come off the bench about 60 minutes in and score a 1 0 late winner. Everyone knew it was going to happen. It happens. We have Mustafi on the pitch who blames someone else for his mistake and doesn't track Vardy, scores the goal. And it basically sums up everything about Arsenal not learning from our mistakes. Playing into it was in a, it was in a really 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 poor run for us, and I think that was one of my moments where I just went, "Oh fuck off, fuck off." Okay, those are my troughs. Um, my troughs. Uh, my first one is uh, the three nil against Villa at home. Yeah, because like like with losing to um. A former manager having Emmy Martinez get an ass, like oh, pre-assist get or assist over Martinez, Brad. <laughs> and no, 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 but like genuinely, and having talk shit in the summer, saying you know like, oh, I'm moving on to, you know, like I think he said like a bigger, like or better things or whatever, or like a bigger club, and then to to lose three nil in that game was just 
horrendous. I remember sitting on my bed watching that game, just going like, what the fuck is the point? Uh, and then secondly, my second trough is the one nil at home to Burnley. Losing to Burnley with Aubameyang breaking his duck, but to score an own fucking goal in that match was just horrendous. Yeah. Like, it was that just... Was a, that was a bad moment. The worst fucking... I just, like, it, it was just so, like... It was the story of our season. Our striker hasn't so scored Arsenal. for, like, 12 years and then fucking scores an own goal. Yeah. Um, yeah, they are my two. So which okay. one are we going to get rid of? Well, we've got to pick one. I'm I'm gonna I'm going to. I think the say, Villarreal one is in there. Yeah, I think Absolutely. that's got to be in the final two. And then I th- I think probably the the Villa game. The Villa game was bad. The Villa game because we it got outplayed, bad. and that was one of the, that was one of the only games this season where we got outplayed. We can get outplayed against Leicester, which is stupid, but we got yeah. outplayed against Villa. I think to be honest, mate, it's. <sighs> I think it's a toss up between Burnley and Leicester because it, it's it's typical, isn't it? Like. Burnley are going to be decent for set pieces and we don't set up well at a set piece and then our striker scores an own goal. We know Jamie Vardy's going to come off the bench. I'd say the yeah. Leicester one's worse because I remember that okay. game. Okay, but but are we are we picking... I thought we were picking a final two and then put them off against each other. Oh, as in we... we I, I th- what, are we picking one moment or are we picking three? Let's pick one moment. Pick what? So we'll do what? Villa versus Villarreal? Yeah. Uh, my vote's with Villarreal because I think Villarreal yeah. was the end. It was the end of our season, you know. It's got to be. It just it's was be. the end of our season. So yeah, that was horrendous. It really has to be. It was. It was such a bad moment. And I think. I think what made it worse was. Yeah, you're right. Everything r- rode on that. I think sometimes you can kind of go. You can take the positives out of a Villa loss and go. Well, you know, we're going to learn from it. You know, we everyone makes mistakes. But that and, I mean, and at the time when it was, you know realistically we could have pushed on from that moment flipped a switch yeah everyone has bad results yeah but that was a bad result and performance and yeah that was that was bad okay uh peaks my two peaks brad that i'm going to pitch to you oh let's go the abamyang header late on in the benfica match Uh, that's one of mine as well that's one of mine as well okay okay well that was a great moment I think it was just that moment felt for me like that could galvanise a whole team to come back and score in the last minute. That felt like we could really push on in this competition mentality-wise. Yeah, and I think it was a big moment in terms of for Aubameyang as well. It felt like a a statement. It felt like, okay, we're not going to be bullied. We're not going to be pushed around. Uh, Turns out we were were going to be. Um, And then my second peak was the North London derby that we won. That was apart from the last ten minutes. That was a great game. I loved that. Spurs My, shit. Spurs are fucking shit. My second peak was the three-one against Chelsea because I was so ready to be demolished. Like I was just so ready to lose four-nil because we were so shit at the time that to then win it three-one. And that be kind of the turnaround kind of point in our season. Really, that was just like, I remember just feeling happy. Like, oh my God, we've won a football game. Um, Yeah. 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 I think think that's got to go. 
I think that and the Aubameyang header have got to go in the final two. I can't have the peak of our season be a header to beat Benfica in the last minute of a Europa League round of 32 or whatever it was. It can't be. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Chelsea we've got, game. We've got to go with Chelsea. And I think I think the thing is, right, is also it kind of, that was kind of symbolised everything good about our season. The introduction of Smith Rowe, the, the youthful energy, the finding some, getting some decent results against big, big, big teams um, was some, was kind of, you know, one of the things that was was vaguely impressive from our season, not the best, you know, we weren't top of the kind of top six table, but, you know, we did better than we have done in, in previous years. Um, and yeah, I think it, it kind of galvanised and, and got us out of that run, which was so bad, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> and I think, you know, a, a performance like that and a result like that shows character and it shows what we can do um, and shows what's possible. Um and also some great goals. I mean, the Xhaka free kit was a banger. I still think Saka meant it. That, um, that one into the top hand corner. I still think he meant it because he looks. He looks where the keeper is. Um, anyway, okay, we've got our peak and we've got our trough. What were they? Peak of the season? No, trough. Let's go the other way. Trough of the season going out to Villarreal, but the peak was the three one against Chelsea. We'll take it. Welcome to the Different Knock Awards. Hey, with your hosts, Alexander Moneypenny and Bradley Adams. We're here at the O2 Arena in London to present the prestigious Different Knock Awards. Uh, I hear the hosts are extremely handsome. My name is Ron Ronson, uh, and I'm not, I'm definitely not Alexander Moneypenny doing a voice to try and do this bit, which is running out of running out of legs isn't it (laughs) welcome to the prestigious different knock awards um i know everyone's had it marked in their calendar for about sort of a year or so but today is the day it's finally arrived Uh, we have five awards to give out we do Uh, we're gonna go backwards from assist of the season goal of the season most improved player young player of the season who's under 21 which is brad's specificity that in fairness, Brad made a great point that Jude Bellingham could still win the Young Player of the Year award in twenty twenty seven. So you've got to you've got to make a cut off at some point. And finally, our different knock award, Player of the Season. So let's start with the nominees. Was this, um, wait, wait, wait. This was for Arsenal, right? Not the whole league. Yes. Okay, good. Because I uh, like literally the panic just entered my head of like. Well, we've just spoken about every single player's season. So was I meant to write down players from other teams for this? No. No, it's fine. There you go. Uh, okay, let's start with the nominees for assist of the season. My nomination, Brad, is party for Abamyang in the Newcastle game where he skips past the attacker and slips a nice ball out to Abamyang for him to run onto. Now, I know Abamyang does a lot of work to get that goal to happen, but I rarely see in an Arsenal team assists from deep. We are always, they're always cutbacks, they're always balls through a channel, potentially, if we've got someone who can play those balls. But we rarely see someone releasing someone from deep and allowing them to run. It was a nice goal, and that's my that's my, uh, that's my assist of the season nomination. Uh, my nomination, ironically, is the same player 
Thomas Partey and his assist for Alexandre Lacazette uh, against Sheffield United, where he receives the ball, um, wriggles out, and then slots the ball through, slicing ball straight ahead for Lacazette, oh, who then just tucks it home. Let me find it. Hang on. Pause the Again, ceremony. Sheffield, pause the ceremony. Stop the count. Stop the count. Run. Run. <laughs> uh, Sheffield United. Just put the Sheffield third United goal. on YouTube. Uh, third goal. Oh, I, oh okay. yeah, okay. Yes, I've remembered that now. I There was no YouTubing of that. Uh, well, let's turn it over to Ron Ronson to see who the winner is. Ron. Thank you, Alex. I have to say you're, you're a great host. <laughs> okay. The winner of Assist of the Season is... Thomas Party! For... <laughs> His assist against Sheffield United. Congratulations, man. Very well done. Very, very well done. Very good. Very good. I um, think that's a fair decision. decision. I think the only I difference hit. is that um, Party does all the work in that third, in that one against Sheffield United, whereas, like you say, Aubameyang still yeah. has a lot to do when played in. Yeah, it's a it's a great little assist. It's a good decision from Ron Ronson. I, I, I think he it is say. a great decision from Ron Ronson. Um. Goal of the season. Uh, my nomination, Bradley, is Pepe's versus Dundalk in the 3-0, where he rolls it across with his left foot and with his right foot, his weaker right foot, sticks it right in the top corner. I know it's against Dundalk, but it's an absolute scream of a finish and he has no right to score from there. Not, not, a, no right. <laughs> it was, yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm yeah, in a Pepe to be fair, at the moment. I'm not going to lie, um, my my goal of the season is is from the same game as my sister the season, which is the Lacazette goal, which is the really great interchange, and then he's back heeled in and then just yes, slots it in the corner. With Tobias. But I think if yeah. we're talking about pure goal of the season, I think we know which way Ron Ronson is going to decide. Well, we'll we'll find out. I don't know which way we'll Ron's going to go. So let's let's go over to Ron now. Ron, hey there, guys. Thanks again for being here at the O2 Arena. Bradley, your hair is looking fantastic today. Why, thank you, Ron. <laughs> okay, the nominees. Uh, no, the winner of the goal of the season is... Where's my drum roll? Nicola Pepe for his goal against Don Dahl. 3-0. Fantastic goal. Well done, Nicola. Thanks, Ron. Thank you, Ron. Guys, he's, he's, he's a great he's a great guy, isn't he? What a character. Um, he is a, a filthy character. goal, to be fair. It is really filthy. Okay, we're we're hitting the home stretch here. Most improved player. My nomination, Bradley. Emil Smith Rowe. My nomination is uh Nicola Pepe. Ooh. Okay. Uh should we go over to Ron Ronson or do we want to make our claims to Ron Ronson? Um, I think, I think it's difficult, isn't it? Because I, I see where you're coming from and I'm sure you see where I'm coming from. So maybe we just let dear old Ronnie Ronson decide. Let's just let Ron decide because, the, you know. 
Let's let Ron right, decide. Ron. Okay, here All we right, go. Ron. Come on, Ron. Yeah. Okay, my drum roll, please. <clears throat> the winner of the Different Knock Award for Most Improved Player 2020-2021 season, soccer, is... Soccer ball. <laughs> Nicola Pepe! Ron! Ron! God's sake! Well, I don't make Good the rules, man. Ron. Ron, I, choice, I wanted Ron. to be Smith Rowe. Hey, man, it's not my problem. Sorry. <laughs> oh, God, that Ron. Uh. Um, okay, most improved player is done. We're moving on to young player of the season, under 21. Uh, I feel like we're going to nominate the same person. Is it Bukayo? No. Oh, you haven't got for Bukayo. Okay, who have you on for? My young player of the season is Emil Smith Rowe. Emile Smith-Rowe, okay. Because, and I think maybe we do these awards in conjuncture, young player and player, because my player of the season nomination is Bakayo. Okay, okay. Uh, Well, we'll see what Ron says. Uh, What's your nomination for young player, Bakayo? My young player is Bakayo of the season. Bakayo of the season. Bakayo of the season. (laughs) Can you tell we've been recording for like two hours? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, this is long. I might have split up into two parts. Um, Okay, let's see what Ron says. Drum roll, please. Thanks again, guys. It's been a great podcast. Thanks so much for your hard work this season. You guys are so great. You just, you know, you kill it every time with your great analysis. Sometimes, Brad, you, you you could calm down. Alex, sometimes you could stop with the stupid jokes, but hey. You could, but we're, we here love we it. are. It's the here dynamic we, we love. We're at the O2. <laughs> the Different Knock Award for Young Player of the Season. Sponsored by Ron Ronson Motels. <laughs> is Emil Smith-Rowe. Hey. Hold on, Emil. Well done, Emil. Really good. I think we sort. Yeah, I think that's fair, Ron, because you sort of knew about Bakayo last season. Uh, I think you know. Yeah, and I, I think. Yeah, it. it Ron's a character, I feel. Yeah, I think I just think Bakayo does, like you say, we knew from him last season, and I think young player of the season should come for a breakout season rather than yeah, progression. Um, would you like? Should we get onto the nominations for player of the season? All in good time. Uh, All in good time. <laughs> uh, your nominee is Bukayo Saka. My nominee is Kieran Tierney for player of the season. I think in terms of our most important player, uh, I think Tierney actually, weirdly, Trump's is in Saka. There. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, 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 mate, I'm not going to disagree with you. My thing with Saka well, was Ron that might. I found him... Ron might. Uh, I just found him quite difficult to place because uh, for my player of the of the season, it was gonna. I, I was kind of toying with the idea of Pepe or Saka. They were my two options because I felt like both of them could come into play, um, both for the kind of most improved player and for player of the season. So, um, and I, I feel like Pepe, whilst having a great season, was not our player of the season mm. so I stuck him in most improved and then I put Saka up for player of the season 
just okay. for dragging us through so much. But I think again, Tierney, if Tierney is another one where I think if he'd have had a, a season unencumbered by injuries, I'd have put him up for player of the season. Mm. Well, we'll see what Ron says. We'll, we'll see, see what, what Ron, Ron says. says. Okay, it's the final award of the Different Knock Award Awards for 2021. Sponsored by Ron Ronson Motor. <laughs> Come on, Ron. Ron, you're on. Okay, sorry. I was busy. Okay, the winner of the Different Knock Award Player of the Season for 2020-2021 is... Bukayo Saka. Congratulations. Congratulations, Bukayo. Very good. That's going to go on his Wikipedia. You'll see that on his individual honours. It's the different knock award player of the season. Yeah, and he'll have, still have more individual honours than uh, Harold than Kane. <laughs> Harold Kane. Thanks, Ron. Hey, no problem, guys. See you again next Thanks, year. Ron, mate. Yeah, see you good luck with the motel business, mate. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think either either one could... You could argue, you know, yeah. if we lost Saka, but had Kieran Tierney, would we have performed better in that European uh, semi-final? Better, probably, because we'd have been more balanced. I think if I could see into Ron's mind, I imagine what he was thinking was that um, Tierney, and I can't, by the way, uh, is that Tierney is probably the more important player to the system. But if we talk about the best player of the season... It's got to be Saka because he performed in pretty much every game. And, you know, I think it's difficult when you have someone at 19 performing to that level of consistency. You've got yeah. to recognise them on some level. So, um, yeah, I, I, th- I think that's what Ron was thinking. I don't know. but That's why I found it difficult to place him because I thought, you know, I didn't want to put him young player of the season because I felt like it was he's not a young player in the sense that, like, it's not his breakout season. Yeah. He's had not only last season but did he did he make his debut the season before or was it last season oh, i don't remember i don't know covid has fucked my brain when it comes to that kind of stuff um it, 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 he feels really difficult to place because you know whilst he tailed off at the end of the season after kind of hitting the 2800 minute mark he took us through some dark dark periods and um he honestly has been especially for me the shining light in a in a horrific campaign yeah and something to look forward to and something to keep positive on i think is our young players and not only our young players on the pitch but as a a club that is looking to get back to the elite and ultimately what that means is the financial elite we've got to be smart we've got to be careful with these guys you know conversations about willock and martinelli and smith rowe and saka they there will come a time over the next couple of years where we start thinking it's stick or twist and, you know, who who remains and who goes and can we get a good price for them? When you have players of this ability at this age, you have to be smart and you have to be a smart club and I, I really hope we are. Brad, it's been a pleasure doing our little season it's review. It's been a privilege. Uh, yes, an absolute privilege, Blad. Blad, again, there we go. Blad. Uh, <laughs> it's Blad. Bladley Radams. Uh, an absolute privilege, We'll be putting out loads of content over the summer, so stay tuned to The Different Knock on Twitter, at Knock, and all over your socials and on your podcast platforms, whatever you're on, Spotify, your Apple Watch. Patreon. Your- Patreon. 
<laughs> We're on Patreon, we might mention. Um <laughs> Listen, Ron Ronson needs a new motel. He's he's got to build a new one, so we've got to get the funds from somewhere. So listen, if you if you if you do fancy support us on Patreon, we would really appreciate it. Or buy me a coffee, just fancy buying me and Brad a, a coffee slash a pint. Uh thank you so much for listening to the season review. We'll have loads of content over the summer for you. We're just putting together some plans yeah. that will be out fairly soon. Uh but all remains to be said is thanks for listening to us this season. Um it's been a pleasure. It's been a real pleasure. Um we've loved I've loved. I can only speak for myself. I've loved every uh, minute of it. Yeah, even man, the bad been, times. Even the bad times. I think this podcast has properly kept me going, uh, kept me sane at times, and sent me mental at others. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think it, it's uh, <laughs> it's been uh, it's been a proper privilege uh, speaking for you, uh, interacting with you guys. Thank you if you've been listening from the start. Thank you if this is your first episode. Uh, we appreciate it all the same, and we will see you over the summer. Uh, I'm off on holiday next week, but we'll definitely have some content for you over the summer and then we'll be back for next season. Anything else from you, Brad? Nothing from me, my friend. It's been a privilege. A privilege. Thanks as always for listening. Keep it different, Knock, and we'll see you later. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to the Different Knock podcast. Please hit subscribe or follow on whatever platform you're using. If you'd like to support the show, you can find us on Patreon and buymeacoffee.com, find us on Twitter at DiffKnock, and visit our website, thedifferentknock.com. Thanks. Podcast Network.